humans. Give me something to believe in. Earth below me. Sky above me. Fire within me. Brought to you by UPRN Network. I'm Trish Mo, and this is The Missing Piece. Good evening. It is Monday, June 20th, I think. I think. Um, we are broadcasting live out of New Orleans 105.3 FM and United Public Radio Network. I'm Trish, your host of The Missing Piece. And it is... Uh, Actually, well, tomorrow is Litha. It's going to be the longest, longest day, summer solstice. Um, that's that's exciting um, for you know the witches like myself. And um, tonight, I'm I'm excited to welcome my guest. I'm doing something a little bit different tonight. You know, I people in the weird paranormal world and UFOs, and we a lot of us have a lot of dark humor and um, find probably really offensive things hilarious so tonight i i wanted to um do something different and i want to welcome my guest brad goss is that, is that how you pronounce your name I'm yeah sorry. you nailed I'm it congratulations <laughs> he is author to over 90 now correct adult um dark humor books and has million over a million um followers on tiktok and and i've seen quite a few of your um gosh your tiktok what do they call tick i don't tiktok but i i watch you can those. call I them tiktoks you can call them videos you can call videos. them whatever <laughs> there's no wrong so, answer so welcome brad before um i i do want to ask you how you got into all of this but um, to start with, do you want to read one of your books? Just so our audience kind of knows um, what your style is before sure. I yeah, ask you about it. your life and your you know, I'll, left kidney I'll, and everything. I'll give you some choices. Okay. Okay. Here are your options. <laughs> Cinnamon, a horse forced into the sex trade. Sweatshop kids make everything Ooh. you own. Dead Babies 5, a series of short life stories. Conjoined Twins, so many unanswered questions. Or Gluck Gluck 9000. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, I guess I should mention, for those of you listening, you know, on your drive home for work or whatever you're doing, if you have, this probably isn't safe for like a work meeting or... Um, small children or something don't bring Would me you to your zoom chats yes yes you might might offend someone so. i don't think i have any curse words in these particular books that i've chosen but oh. um that's <laughs> there's no account there's no accounting for what's going to come out of my mouth so okay so i i think i want since it's been such a big subject lately um and and i'm a chimera you know so i i absorbed my my twin at birth i'm gonna go with the conjoined twins conjoined twins it's an excellent choice if one commits a crime do they both go to jail what if one dates a male and the other dates a female how many seats do they buy on a plane can they read the thoughts in one another's brain 
with eight limbs, are they an octopus by definition? At the movies, do they pay two admissions? <laughs> if they share a butt, who decides when to poo? If one of them dies, does the other die too? If one gets pregnant, are they both the kid's mom? Will they ever find two dates for the prom? <laughs> what if one gets into college and the other does not? What happens if just one wants to tie the knot? Do they need one passport or two? If one wants to have sex, what does the other one do? Conjoined twins. <laughs> so, so. Did you really absorb your twin at birth? I, I did. I did. Um, <laughs> so all of these things in the book. <laughs> you know, I was thinking, and I know everybody out there has thought this too. Like, like when you see or think about conjoined twins, um, those things go through, well, they go through my head. I, don't, I mean, I'm really weird though, but, but <laughs> is that what happened? Is that how the, you come up with these? Um, They just kind of come to me. It's like, you know, I, I wish I had like a, you know, a, a, a clear answer for how it, <laughs> it just, I feel like, I feel like one of those televangelists who who says God speaks through him, you know, where it's like, because I don't know where it comes from. It comes from somewhere. It, it comes from inside me somewhere, but I don't know if it's like, what was that? That was God speaking through your light. In your... <laughs> so, so this, ha I mean, there's no animal around the court. There's, that was, yeah, that was. Okay. So then God, now we know for sure God speaks through <laughs> Um and tells me to write jokes about, you know, his mishaps or her mishaps. We don't know their are calling, mishaps. Are you calling me a mishap, Brad? No. I mean, I might, uh, I might be. You could be. How much of the twin is left? I don't know. How I've, much did I've you absorb? Been... How did you find out where the what, what parts were left? Um, what questions. Well, I have I have multiple uh, organs left over, I guess, and and you know, an extra DNA and such. So. I'm not I mean, I'm a Gemini, so I'm not sure if that equates. Does that make four of me? I, I don't know. I don't know how. Because yeah. Gemini your is the twins. Is affected by that. Hmm. Yeah. So I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. You have but, extra, what, what organs do you have that are multiple? Uh, I have three spleens. What is a spleen? <laughs> <laughs> what, what the hell does the spleen even do? I think it, it filters something. You have maybe. three of them. Yes. So you're, so you're like them. a reverse osmosis human being. You have oh, like interesting you say that. Yes, maybe. So, I, now I'm going to think of that every time I go refill my water jugs. You know, It's, it's like, like the good Coke at McDonald's. You know, it's triple filtered water and it makes it tastier. <laughs> I don't go to McDonald's, but I... I but you I know mean, how the Coke maybe. is better, right? Or like even the water at Starbucks is triple filtered. It's much better. So you're triple filtered. That's how you need to triple call it. Don't say you have three spleens. That doesn't sound right. Triple tri threat. Triple filtered. <laughs> That's not true, though. I, I mean, I have no filters. So most of the time. Same. <laughs> yeah. So, the, so what is your... Speaking of twins, have you heard about the entire, you know, 
it's probably been around for a few years, the whole twin flame phenomenon, you know. I know a little bit about it. Have you written anything on on twin flames? I know so many people make fun of that entire concept, which is which is interesting over the years. It's not mainstream enough for me to write about. Um, really? Yeah, it would it would have to be more like you know my ex is a narcissist. That's more mainstream than twin flame. Oh yes. Right. That's like, like everybody. Everybody. Everybody's story. Everybody's story. Everybody, so many narcissists out there. I don't know where <laughs> where they're all going and coming from, but. There's a lot of love bombing going on. That's what I that's what I hear. <laughs> yes, there is. So getting back to how you began. Now, from from the time you were young, were you a comedian then? Were you like the class clown? Were you always yeah, I was. Yeah. I spent a lot of time suspended and in detention and in the office, in the principal's office. Um, and, uh, I, I, you know, I have this joke and it's, it's, it's a joke, but it's also true. When I was a kid, um, my friend's parents would say he's a bad influence. You're not allowed to hang around with him anymore. And <laughs> now that I'm a grown man, my friend's wives say the same thing. So I'm just a, I'm just a bad influence kind of a person. It's just how my mind works. And, you know, uh. I like to have more fun. Why do they the consider average. you a bad influence, though? You make people laugh. That's a good thing. Yeah, but I'm also, you know, I I like to have fun. I like to do fun things that some people don't also enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it, it's it's um, you know, I mean, a lot of a lot of recreational things are legal here in Canada, so we have a lot of fun. You know what I'm saying? We have a lot. Uh... Actually, quite a few people on our network are from Canada as well as as our our viewers. Um, so you're in the right place. I actually I moved from upstate New York, so um, very close to. I was about thirty miles from Canada. Oh. And um, did you live in Lackawanna? Was... Where Where did you live? Oh gosh, no. But um, I guess I did live there briefly <laughs> years ago. But I hear that's a bad place. And, you remember the uh, commercials? You're gonna wanna come to Lackawanna. <laughs> I don't. I still don't wanna. No, no. Uh, Grand and, Island. Uh, Cheektowaga. Oh, I did. I did live near Cheektowaga. Yes. Cheektowaga. Um, I wasn't familiar with Buffalo when I moved up there, and um, kind of. I'm pretty sure I lived in the bad, bad area for for first about month I was there. Um, in all the old Buffalo first ward, the, all so. of Buffalo is the bad area. Of Buffalo. Well, yeah, but there's like it's kind of like Topeka. Like there's bad areas where you, you know, you might get shot or like carjacked or something, and then there's the really bad areas where the cops don't even come. And I mean, really, right? Who knows what goes on? So, um, but Canadians have, you know, and I remember this specifically because um, I was never offended by them or whatever, but. Um, offended by Canadians? Yes. <laughs> it, it's so, that's the, the first Like the most polite thing people on the I, planet. Well, yeah, it, but it's the first thing I always heard was, um, you know, oh, those Canadians are such assholes and blah, blah, blah. Right. And 
um, they're, you know, insensitive and all this. And I'm, but I was like, and it always came from like, you know, the, the Karen type people and stuff that were, were telling me this. Uh, and I'm like, well, maybe as Americans, we're just too sensitive, you know? So, um, but in this community, as far as like, as I was saying, the paranormal and UFO and conspiracy theory and stuff, well, I guess you get uh, one of two extremes, actually. Um, <laughs> there's people like me who probably laugh at funerals and stuff just because it's an awkward, um, I just, you know, I'm not laughing because the person died or anything. Like I see dead people all the time and I, I communicate with them. So it's not that I'm just, um, I'm just a happy medium. <laughs> Literally. So, um, but, but we joke about these things all the time because we deal with really, you know, sometimes like cold cases and stuff and how could like we would be horribly miserable people if we didn't joke about um about those things so dark humor is like clean water <laughs> it is. it's not for everybody <laughs> and it's hard to find yeah it's, it's hard to and find. appreciate yeah it's hard to find and appreciate so how many books um, total? I know it's over 90. 98. You, 98. Today, as of today, I have 98 books. Uh, I'll, wow. have 90, I'll have 99 before the week's over. And, and you sell these on Amazon? You're self-published, correct? Yep. Amazon, Walmart.com, BarnesandNoble.com. Wow. And, and so do you also do stand-up comedy? Yes, I do. How do people, how does your audience receive you in those in instances, I guess, experiences? Depends on the night. Um, but a lot of the stand-up I do is book reading, um, which, you know, the the live audience is very receptive to. They like the book reading. But I also do other stuff. Um, but, you know, it's it's a different thing, right? It's like there's so much, there's so much larger audience online that it's hard to focus you know, I got to give up a whole night for seven minutes or four minutes at a comedy club. You know, I'm, I'm driving to Toronto. It's an hour away, you know, parking my car. I'm going to have a bourbon at the bar. You know, I'm going to watch a couple other comics. I'm going to do my set, hang around for a bit. You know, by the time I'm home, it's two o'clock in the morning. I'm wired, you know, wide awake. So, you know, and, and there's maybe 40 people, 50 people in that room. Whereas I can flip on my phone right now and go live on TikTok and have 50,000 people see me in a half an hour. And yes. some of those people aren't my followers. They're new, you know, I might pick up a thousand or two thousand new followers. I might sell, you know, a couple dozen books on that live. Um, so it's really hard to justify the live audience, but I love it. Like it's just there's no replacing it. Oh, absolutely. Because um I, that's the same reason I love to see um, well, any type of performance live, um, as far as comedy or, or, um, music, things like that, because you actually feel the crowd and the performer's energy, you know, yeah. from it and feed off that. So, um, but absolutely, as far as the online has given us such a broader way to network and, and, you know, have more people experience you like, like right now, you know, we're, we're up, I'm up to like seven hundred and 
40,000 listeners live. So, um, and then obviously it goes to podcasts and such. So that's, I would never be able to do that. Well, you couldn't in most, especially during this time, um, in most, um, you know, public event centers and stuff. So that's awesome. But do you, um, I guess a lot of, what are the subjects that your books range from? Most of them are sex and violence. Um, you know, I'm, I'm either talking about, uh, you know, abuse, um, some type of, of sex based topic, whether it's, you know, uh, you know, thirst traps or, um, you know, sex offenders or STDs or, um, you know, uh, and then a lot of violent type topics like, like, uh, you know, death, abuse, that kind of stuff. Um, that's 90% of it. And then the odd time I'll do a book, like I did a book called Slappy Will when the Will Smith slap happened because I knew I, I could get it out <laughs> quickly. But those are news cycle books. They only last a few months and then they don't really sell after that. So, right. um, but yeah, most of them are, uh, and racism, that's the other one. I, I, I do a lot of books about racism. I have a book called uh, Clip Clop, the Racist Horse Cop. Um, I have a book called My Racist Gran, um, uh, My Homophobic Dad um race wars you know so so it's all over the place do you ever get um threats from people every day <laughs> every day <laughs> yeah i i i've been called everything um you know um being a middle-aged white guy who makes race jokes you're gonna you're you're gonna get some backlash right so um you know um and and to some people talking about racism and having a racist character you know like if you watch south park and there's cartman he's like the racist he's the archie bunker of cartoon characters um some people consider the makers of those types of of cartoons racist but sometimes you need to have a racist character to illustrate something whether it's you okay. know a, a police profiling or something like that and for some people, that's just not tolerable. Uh, so they're like, you're a racist now. I'm, I've labeled you. Um, or you're a misogynist. Or you hate women. Or you are ageist. Or, um, you know, all while telling me that I'm an old man. Yeah, I, I believe that everyone is some of those things or all of those things at some point in their life. 100%. We're, all, we're all those things. Of course we are. <laughs> right. Of course we are. Just the difference is between some people say these things out loud and some people, I guess, act like they don't have those thoughts. So, right. right. Um, do you have any political geared? Um, I have, I have a couple, um, but I, I try to, I try to stay away from politics. More. There's the cat. Amazing. What is she um, doing? I try to avoid it for the most part. I find whenever I dip into it, I'm always not happy with the result. Um, so nobody is. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's just it. So, so there is that one. What about? Um, I know which all of us that, and I don't get offended by it. That have you know, I was born um, in outside of Roswell, New Mexico, so I've been teased about ufos and such my entire life 
Um, and if you talk about, you know, any experience or whatever, people get, some people get offended at what term you use or whatever. I'm like, well, I'm not offended by that. Do you have any UFO? Um, or... No, I don't. I actually don't. Um, and it's not that I haven't thought about it. It's that I just haven't found the way to make it. Um, I haven't found the punchline. You know, I haven't found the 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 way to make it funny. There's a bunch of topics people are always like, "Hey, have you thought about this topic?" You know, UFOs. Well, I'm sure you've thought of them all. It's abortion, just... <laughs> or and it's just like I'm trying to find the way to make that funny, and I don't know if I if I can. Um, but I but I think if if I were, it would be something along the lines of you know that it would be some elaborate lie that Dad told because he was out with whores. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Like I got abducted by aliens. <laughs> I I've I'm based on my research. I think some of them, in fact, are some of the aliens are whores. Well, probably that too. But some some of the stories are potentially lies told by dads that were out by whores. I yes. could I could totally see that. Yeah. I mean, sex addiction is a lie too, right? Like that was made up by men who enjoy the whores. But what's a whore? Someone who takes money for sex. Oh. Because see, here's here's what happened when I lived in New York. It came out that uh, that was a year that Pennsylvania, they did this whole... Um, study on um or is like a survey on the highest paid people in the you know northeastern states mm -hmm. and for the amount of work they did it ended up being some prostitutes from pennsylvania i mean these women were making millionaires and sure yeah um and, and it was a, a very professional you know, they had this whole vetting process and, and sure. um, you know, they were anonymous as far as their clients and all this, but they made a lot of money and people were making fun of them. And, and I was like, okay, you know, half the people I know have sex for free with strangers. We're, we're all whores. <laughs> we're all whores at the end of the and day. And these women are out there, you know, oh my gosh, you're not going <laughs> to... I'm getting a call from Sudbury, Ontario, Canada. I know no one there. I don't even like how does how does that happen? I wish I could answer it on air. I'd be. It's you know, Canada Revenue Agency. They're looking like for it. they're looking for their money from <laughs> me. How does that happen? <laughs> they've been they've been trying to find me for a while. <laughs> I stopped taking their calls last week. Yeah, so they're gonna go through. Me. They're stalking me on a podcast. I know. I wish I could answer it online. <laughs> Sudbury. Where is that? It's the north. It's a mining town. It's where all the nickels, all the nickel mines are. That's interesting. So, yeah. Huh. It's not really interesting, but it is. A, it's a thing. It's a well, fact. no, it's interesting that they. I got that phone call just now because I. I don't know anyone from Canada. I mean, as far as like, they would call me from, you know, an unidentified number. So, right. <laughs> Especially when I'm talking to somebody from Canada. So are you, are you uh, chalking, are you chalking that up to some type of 
it's paranormal it, activity strange strangeness no no synchronicity yes okay paranormal synchronicity what's that synchronicity is well sort of like when you mentioned a sign from God and all of a sudden my lights started flickering, Got you know, it. most right. people consider cer certain things, um, coincidence, I guess it's kind of like a coincidence or whatever. Right. Um, but synchronicities are just little things that happen randomly. You like know? when you think of someone and then they call you. Right. Got it. Or you see their name or something. Yeah. Kind of the same thing. I just happen to be talking to someone from Canada and then I get a phone call. So right. <laughs> from Canada. Right. Now I also saw this is this is really impressive. You have little jingles, right? Like little songs. That's right. Yeah. To many of your books. Do you create all of those yourself? No. Uh no. I uh I hire that out to a um I use a website called Fiverr. Oh. And I hire out a jingle company and they you know, they do like radio jingles. And uh, so I just pay them to make book jingles. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to show us? Can you show us an example of that? Sure. Um, let me pick one here. For you me. have like a professional studio thing going on. I love your your backdrop there. Yeah, I don't mess around. I'm, uh, I'm in it to win it. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm in like a different room every week and I just have pictures behind me. I get it. How about, um, here's a good one. This one's called Why Daddy Hits Mommy. Is that a horse? No, that was a <laughs> scream from an angry oh, from a woman being slapped. Very hard by her <laughs> drunk alcoholic husband. <laughs> Do you have that book you can read to us? Sure, yeah. I'm sorry, you're gonna have to <laughs> you're gonna have to find it. It's right here. Why daddy hits mommy. When dad comes home, he wants two things. A whiskey drink and spotless sinks even though your mommy works too dad's domestic labor expectations are askew once daddy enjoys drinky three it's time for you and mom to flee to grandma's house you'd better go or mom will suffer several blows to the face is where daddy hits because he drinks and cannot quits. Please remember dad is sick even when he uses a stick. Alcohol is daddy's crutch and that's why he hits mom too much. Why daddy hits mom. <laughs> okay. Why? Do, do a lot of the women in your books have red hair? I'm just curious. Um, I'm a redhead, and I've been noticing a lot of books lately, not just yours, but they all these these women have red hair, and I'm like, is that that's a theme? No, I've got blondes. I've got I'm kind of all over the place, but that one character is in a lot of my books, so she does have red hair. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's like all the witches in books. They all have red hair. Do they? Yeah. Most uh, most of them, yeah. I always thought they had black hair. Some of it, it depends on which uh, part of the, I guess. Depends which on which background. Which which, yeah. But a lot of them, <laughs> a lot of them have either red or black. I guess, yeah. So so they're setting us up for failure from the beginning. I bet they I bet they thought a lot of red haired people were witches back in the day. We're still. Exactly. Right. So, <laughs> so what's one of your all time favorite books? Um my my favorite book right now. I have a few. Um one of my favorite books is called Race Wars. Um and it's about different colored cars competing in the race of their lives. Um and um another one's called Dead Babies. I have I have five five volumes of Dead Babies. Um that's one of my favorites because people keep asking for more of them and they sell really well and I have a Dead Babies coloring book that sells really well. Um so um I recently did a campaign where a whole bunch of my um followers could sign up to become dead like i would name dead babies after them and so i have a whole series of new books coming out with the dead babies being named after um some of my supporters that's so that's a really good point to make because i'm i'm sure even you know some people are out there thinking this guy you know nobody wants to hear that nobody wants to but that's really interesting that you get um request for you know certain certain subjects and certain topics yeah people love darkness right and they and they love it when you're um when you kind of lean into it in a way that others don't um you know it, it kind of goes back to your thing about making jokes at a funeral there there are some people who deal with their trauma through humor and there are mm -hmm. some people who deal with grieving through humor and for them you know you know there there are there are women who have had miscarriages who like me reading dead babies there are women who are who are ha having like there are women who have baby showers who get my books as a baby shower gift you know some people right. can handle it and some people can't you know and there's just some people are soft and some people are harder and mm -hmm. the harder people need you know a harder edged comedy they need a weirder um thing so you know and when i say dead babies a series of short life stories most people laugh but the odd person is completely put off by it you know i've i've definitely had people get really mad about it and and it's always their thing it's always like uh, you can't talk about that because i you know and that's always the thing you can't talk about domestic abuse because my dad hit my mom you can't talk about racism because i don't like it you can't talk about dead babies because i had a miscarriage see yeah. i well i guess i'm on the other side where things like i said things like that because i've seen a lot of death and and you know had miscarriages and stuff like i i was trying to find this picture i was gonna i was gonna show you because um that reminded me on the it kind of like the witches thing people ask me if i eat babies you know all the time because that's that was historically uh what witches were known known for to eat you should say you should just say no it's 2000 it's, it's 2022 we eat stem cells now 
yeah, I was like, mm, you know, I I kind of had to. Uh, We'd fetuses now. Go more, <laughs> but so what? What I was doing? <laughs> this was back when I was celebrating um, Yule, and I cooked some Cornish game hens, and you know, Yule historically um, that that goes back <laughs> to a lot of things, but as far as when you know, witches were eating babies, but the little Cornish game hints, and I took a picture and I posted something about like eating babies or something. And, and I think, I think Facebook or wherever I posted it, um, blocked it or banned it or who, whatever. And, um, because they looked like naked, you know, the little, the little Cornish game hints, like when they're all like curled up and, and on a pan, they, they look like little, little babies. And I thought it was a witch. That was hilarious, and not everybody thought funny. so. That is pretty funny. <laughs> I wish I could find the picture. <laughs> but but yes, not everybody like that. Even though, like I said, yes, I have had miscarriages and stuff. So I mean, I could like offended myself, but there's. It, it, uh, but it, you just said it though, right? I could get offended, and I think I think mm-hmm. I think I really do believe. That for a lot of people, that's a choice that you have to consciously make to get offended. When you say I could be offended, you know, you know how many people will say, should I be offended by this? If you have mm-hmm. to ask the no, if it doesn't absolutely make you like want to burn my house down, then chances are you're not offended. And a lot of people choose to get offended and it's it takes work. Like being it offended does. requires a lot of energy. Yeah, right? that's so why I don't do to, it because yeah. I'm not going to give energy to that. Like, yeah. there's no point. You know, it's what I mean, easy to move on. You know, but <laughs> right. to like to like stop your day and decide you're going to rid the world of this sickness. I mean, Absolutely. it's you know, it, it's it's a losing battle for you, um, and it's a choice, and it's a choice most people make. You know, and 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 I'm not saying that. You know, I know there are cases. I know there are situations where people use you know certain racial slurs and things like that that are definitely offensive and and i'm not saying that all things shouldn't be offensive but i think i think most people the people who argue about things on the internet those people are choosing offense and they're choosing rage and they're addicted to outrage porn no oh absolutely and and that's another you know it's kind of i had this discussion with someone the other day because um being being redhead a lot of people call me ginger right? Well, ginger originally is, is a derogatory term towards redheads. And a lot of people don't know that this dates way back to when the Irish were slaves and, and, you know, came over. And and so what happened with the Irish were, um, they were all shipped over the same, like a lot of times, many times with the African slaves. And they crossbred the Irish and the African slaves to make like a hybrid. They thought it would be a stronger, you know, they, they thought the Irish had better immune systems and such and certain um, qualities and that the Africans had better, um, you know, more strength and these things. So, and so ginger originally, aside from the actual definition of being a color, um, it was the same you know, like the N word, but with the letters, um, 
I guess mixed up there. So that's and and that's where oh. it originated. And, and many people don't know that they just go around, you know. But I don't get offended because I'm not. I'm like, yeah, I am. <laughs> I didn't know that. This is, this is news to me. Yeah, and um, and that's why, especially when when going back to you know, um, uh, like Celtic and pagan roots, and especially in New Orleans with um, even the voodoo traditions and stuff. There, many of them are are very. Um, intertwined because of that relationship between the Irish and African slaves back in the, you know, historically. So, sure. um, yeah, a lot of people don't know that. They just go around, well, you shouldn't be offended by gender. I'm like, do you even know? And, and that's, that's my thing. You know, if you don't know the definition of something or why you're, as you said, why you're getting offended, then why are you putting energy into it? You know, it, yeah. which granted most, most people aren't completely, including myself on a lot of things, educated on, on the, the true meaning of many things. And that's, that probably stems or like goes back to why they're offended to begin with. So. Right. And don't get me wrong. I love it. I like it when people get offended because I've learned that, um, with the type of comedy that I do, the the negative people watch longer than the people who like you, and the negative people comment more oh, than the people who just who don't like you, and the negative people share your stuff with their friends absolutely because they want them to share the outrage. Yeah. So there, there's, um, you know, there's money to be made off the negativity and off of the <laughs> off of the hate, and I'm here for it. I'm 100 here for it. You know, well, every, every I, I negative even, comment brings a positive one too. But, but see, I consider people that hate me like, like a fan, because if yeah. you truly hate someone, you don't really give a shit what they're doing. You don't put any energy into that. Right. You know, right. you could care less if you truly hate something. You just, it like. It's dead to you. It's dead. It's absolutely dead to you. So, yeah. um, so I've always switched that around and thought that those were my greatest admirers, you know, sure. <laughs> If they if they care about you, they're you matter. That, right. Yeah. If they, they're they're putting that much energy into uh spreading the word about, you know, my nonsense. So Yeah. Oh, you cared enough to comment. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's so many people are angry right now. I just see it. <laughs> so triggered. Come at me, bro. Come at me. I can handle it. Do you think um now I've seen a lot of your TikToks. Talks tick, tick, see, I don't even know how to. I I haven't been on TikTok very often, so, but I've seen a lot of them as far as your interaction with um, teenagers and such. Yeah, I like to talk to teens on the internet. Well, and I I listen to no. Well, that's not it. I like to talk to teens <laughs> on the internet. I I listen to a lot of those and I, I, I think about my own, like my son's a teenager and I think about the stories, you know, he has when he comes home from school and he gets sent to the principal's office and even the things these teachers call me <laughs> and I'm like, half the time, like half the time when I get calls from these professionals and such or the principal or whatever. Um, for instance, um, 
not long ago, he, it was April Fool's Day, and a teacher, or the principal or whatever, called me and, and said he got caught shooting a friend with a water gun in class or something, and I, I don't know, maybe it looked like the kid, who knows, but I mean, the kid was fine, but but my son got sent to the office, and the the authority figure said, is it okay if I just smash the gun in front of him? And I'm like, <laughs> a squirt gun? Right. right. <laughs> it was neon, like neon orange, you know, right. it. Right. And I'm like, is that going to make you feel He wasn't better? going to create a lockdown drill with his <laughs> squirt gun. No, no. And that wasn't even the point. It was the point to show as an authority figure that he was destroying something that was interrupting the class. It, it wasn't right. even about it being a, a gun, you know, it was, and I'm like, and I start laughing because I'm like, is that, is that going to make you feel better? I mean, you, I guess you can't. You can't and then of course, then I'm not professional. So. When I was a kid, my grandmother caught me with a lighter and she burned my hand <laughs> with the lighter. <laughs> That's kind of but the equivalent that, of smashing but, this work. Up. Right. And so what did that teach you? Fire is hot. I already knew that before <laughs> I picked up the lighter, you dummy. <laughs> Couldn't believe she burned me with that. I was just like, what? I was like eight. You know what I mean? I knew exactly how, how right. I, I knew what burning felt like. I didn't need a reminder. And, uh, it, you know, I ended up, I ended up being like a bit of a firebug when I was a little bit older. So, um, you know, grandma didn't help. She may have hurt. <laughs> you just learned not to let her catch you with a lighter. Yeah, exactly. Basically. Yeah. yeah. So, so there's things that, you know, she, I she died in a mysterious fire a couple of years later. <laughs> she did not. <laughs> That's terrible. Rest in peace, Gran. Now, um, what about what about dead people? Have you done any? Love dead people. I do too. Yeah. I, I have more friends that are um, unalive than I do that that are of the living sort. But um, do you have <laughs> have you done any books on that? Just dead babies. That's it. Oh. Not dead. Not so much dead people. Just dead. Do they babies. do they interact like ghosts? No, they're just dead, and it's how they died um i have a book i have some i have a lot of books where like um it starts off with a dead parent you know kind of like a disney movie where it's like your you know your mom's dead or your dad's dead on the first page of the book so that's interesting you say that because people don't realize you how know dark disney movies are <laughs> dark not only that nursery rhymes too oh nursery I, rhymes are super dark so it was when I saw Bambi in kindergarten the first time I cried, right? And it was last year that I learned that Bambi was written um, due to the Holocaust. Like, what? What? <laughs> so um, there's there's things like that. A lot of people. And then, um, you know, my daughter one day was singing uh, Ring Around the Rosies. Right, which is a Black Plague nursery yeah. rhyme. Yeah. Yeah, and we just tell our kids to go out and but you know what? Um 
even I'm sure as far as like your little jingles and your books and stuff, especially since they're, they're shorter than, you know, reading an entire, um, I have ADHD and stuff. I can't, you know, I've got to have little snippets of stuff to pay attention, but those things stay in your head. So if you're teaching like a, um, if there's a moral to it, you know, (laughs) people remember those things. I remember, I remember jokes um, better than I do, or like ring around the rosy stuff like that better than I do reading something from a science book. You know? There were some, there were, there were, um, some pretty dark German children's books that came out. Oh yeah. Uh, Struble Petter or something was one of them. And it was like a kid who, the, and, and he, there was a tailor and he had big scissors and he cut the kid's finger off every time he cut another finger of the kid off every time he did something or there, there was, were some dark, dark children's books in Germany. The one last year that was banned that I almost did did a series on because it actually w- went with the theme of a mouse that I killed in my house. It was tragic, tragic story. But um, and that and that was a real life event, you know, they, <laughs> that I could have made into some. Um, what was it? It was mal- mouse. Is that the the actual? Oh yeah, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, it was banned last year in most um, schools and um, and libraries and everything. Um, and, and there was, yeah, there's like Cinderella, all of them. They they deal with either people being poisoned or you know abused, kept in a tower all their lives. These children they. What? and finding nemo the mom dies in the first minute yeah so i find it hypocritical when people are like oh oh i wouldn't i wouldn't let my child i'm like but (laughs) but you let them watch disney movies you let them watch harry potter you let it you know when, when super religious people are like uh, tell me I'm a bad influence as a as a witch or whatever, and they they don't want their children around that. But but their kids wearing Harry Potter stuff, and I'm like, wait, you, you think the world of wizardry is any different than? You think the Bible you, isn't dark? Right? <laughs> Are you kidding me? It's it's one of the it's most one of the darkest books there is. It is one of the and and 100. You know they and that's been discussed a lot lately. How how most violence in the world since the beginning of time has been caused by religion you know <laughs> sure yeah so so i just find it hypocritical that adults um are very sensitive nowadays to these things all right do you have let, let, let's get another book yeah it's another favorite that you want to you want to share with us uh we can do let's see Let's do this one here. It's called Help Me Step Row. <laughs> She's got red hair. It's the same character, isn't it? It is the same character. <laughs> Help me step row, step row. Creative prompts for quality movies. Quality movies. <sighs> See how many of these scenarios you recognize. Talk to the boss. You might be getting fired unpaid parking tickets your attention is required doctor says bend over and cough hot stepmom wants to help you get off 
This couch for money is where you must go. Sometimes a fireman needs to empty his hose. In bed with one lover, the other hides away. Ordered a pizza, can't afford to pay. Picked up a hitchhiker, she can't thank you enough. You wound up in prison, and it's going to get rough. <laughs> Hot stepsister and friend stole your PS4. You got caught shoplifting at your favorite store. You went for a massage that came with a feel. You met with a realtor, but only closed one deal. <laughs> the plumber is here. Your pipes need to be cleaned. Stepsister is stuck in the washing machine. Help me, step bro. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I feel like I feel like that should be a um like one of those low budget 70s, 80s. Uh did you ever watch Up All Night with Gilbert Godfrey? Yep. Yep. <laughs> I don't even remember what what channel was that. That was a. Uh... I don't know. I don't know either. They but, but a lot of those. I I'm telling you, your books would have been made into movies back then. Well, I'm still holding out for a Netflix special, <laughs> so we'll see. It could could be actually if they just made a movie about your like you, your character, that would be fascinating. My life story is very fascinating. Tell us about it. It's multifaceted. <laughs> what is the craziest thing that's ever happened in your life? Could be dark. Could be mm, the craziest light. thing. Is that? Um, I don't know. I've been to the Playboy Mansion three times. That was kind of fun. Um, oh wow! I uh, do they just let people go there? No, no. Oh. You have to be somebody. So take that. Huh. Take that grade nine. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, my whole life is crazy. It's like, you know, what I'm doing right now is the craziest thing that's ever happened and happened to me. I've only been doing this for three years. I'm a full-time comedian. I, you know, I get paid to make people laugh. That's probably the craziest thing that's ever happened to me. What, what was, I guess, where did you see yourself when you were younger? What was your dream? I thought I'd be a rock star. You could still, there's still time. No, no, I'm not. I, I'm tone deaf. I'm not good with music. I tried that. I was in a band for a while. I tried. It wasn't for me. What kind but, of band? Uh, like thrash metal band when oh. I was a kid. You know, you know, this kind of stuff. <laughs> um, you know, and, 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 um, but I, but I always liked attention. I always liked performing. I always liked having the stage being. You're like, a narcissist, aren't you? 100%. 100%. Um I um I you know what it's funny I I would be if it wasn't for the fact that I'm constantly putting myself in other people's shoes. I have more empathy than the average person, but then I have one uh, other than empathy, which is like the biggest thing. If you took that away, I'd be a, I'd be a narcissist, absolutely. I think everybody would be a nar narcissist without empathy. Without the empathy? Yeah, I don't know, but I feel like I'm like if I took the narcissist test, all the empathy questions I would fail, but every other question I would pass. Like, you know, one of the questions, like, if you have you ever taken a narcissist personality to test? It's an interesting test. No, and a, and I a lot of the I questions. I didn't even know there 
there's a thing. There's a, it's the internet. There's a test for everything. That's true. You can find out if you're autistic. You can find it. You get 20 minutes. You can find out all your things. Huh. Um, but I, I don't think I want to know all my things. I, I love knowing my things. <laughs> Um, but you take the narcissist test and it asks you questions. And a lot of the, like, I have a high, you know, I, I, I say this a lot. Um, but somebody, somebody asked me once on an interview and they said, do you ever suffer from imposter syndrome? And I have the opposite of imposter syndrome. I, I have like a delusional confidence where I, I'm like, why am I not where I should be now. I, you know, like, why don't I, I have a million followers. Why don't I have 30 million followers? Why don't I have a Netflix special? Why don't I, that's how my mind works. I'm the opposite of imposter syndrome. I'm like, why haven't they noticed me yet? Syndrome. Um, and so, but when it comes down to it, are you like, cause I used to think that about myself, but then I'm like, wait a minute. Am I like, once these things happen, then I'm like self-sabotaging. See, and then and then it eventually it turns into that you that you know of. I mean, you might. No, I don't self-sabotage. I know that for a <laughs> fact. Um, but you know, so I have an inflated self sense of self-importance, right? And what and and if you look at the narcissist test, 30% of the questions are about empathy, 80% of the questions are about your inflated sense of self-importance. So those questions I'm getting right. I'm nailing that part of the test. You know, do you feel like you're the most important person in the room? Check. Yes. All the time, every time, every room. So what's the difference between that and confidence? Well, that's the fine line. That's the weird part, right? <laughs> that's that's where the psychiatrists have to come in and figure it out. But I mean, if you if you ask the questions on the quiz, the narcissist quiz, you're going to be like, I'm, you're going to think you're a narcissist because you're going to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm answering yes to a lot of these questions. But then, you know, the, your empathy saves you. But without the empathy, it's like, I'm a, you know, my sense of self-importance is, is like, I'm not afraid to admit it. It's ridiculously high, you know, and, and it, you know, part of it comes from the privileged stack that I'm, that I'm lucky enough to have. Um, and part of it comes from, you know, being told I was special growing up special as in like were they being sarcastic or did they really mean it no they meant it you know oh, yes but no no like and i mean you know like that like... <laughs> i think 100 percent um well uh, we've learned that everything stems from obviously your upbringing and childhood traumas and things right. that you know we blame our parents through. for everything absolutely yeah. um uh, which in most cases they are to blame. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but it does make a huge difference, you know, if as a parent uh, you invest in your kids and regardless of what it is, you know, that yeah. uh, my, like, as I was saying, like with my son, he tells me jokes all the time that are horribly inappropriate, but I can't shield him from other teenagers or the internet or anything. I saw it. Yeah. That? yeah. God says <laughs> you can shield him. God says you can. Yes, I, I can. <laughs> Life is flickering again. So, so I can't shield him from those things. But so so instead, I actually encourage him to write jokes and yeah. to um, you know, to tell other people and to make people laugh. And and I listen to them and I laugh with him. And um 
you know, I think back if I had done that, I might have gotten slapped when I was younger. <laughs> Possibly. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a different time. Like my parents grew up in the 50s. So um, very more old fashioned than I than I am, you know. But so it does. So I wouldn't have grown up to be a comedian, obviously, right. having that upbringing. But um, I do think it's important as far as um, and it's it's enabled um, him to pretty much also be empathetic and, and fit in with many different groups of friends, you know, as far as flow. I don't, I don't like discouraging. I'm sure, I'm sure it's the same with you. You seem to get along um, from what I've watched on the internet with so many different types of people, you know, that, that initially probably absolutely hated you to begin with. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. What, ha so I'm trying to figure out where, where a lot of these things, what's the scariest thing that's ever happened to you? Hmm. That's a good question too. I um, I don't I don't know. I I don't. I've never really been in like a life threatening situation other than maybe a car accident once in my life. And um, I I don't really have anything scary that really? I can think of. Yeah. I mean, That's I've amazing. been I, I've been homeless. That was scary. Really. Um. How uh, old were you when you were homeless? Seventeen. Um, I've been, um, I've been, you know, very close to bankrupt. That was scary. Um, but not like life, life and death scary. Um, okay. Here's one. When I was a kid, um, I was walking on some ice and on a lake and I was pretty far out and the the ice started to crack and i remember um you know turning around to go back and seeing how far out i had gone and i could hear it cracking in the distance you know and where i was and freaking out um and running back as fast as i could but not lifting my feet i was sliding slide running <laughs> you know because i didn't want to like you know create like a you know, uh, any kind of, any kind of shock on the ice. And, you know, I remember, I remember thinking, you know, like I could die here. So that's probably that. Yeah. That's probably this. If I think about it, that's probably the scariest thing. How old were you? 11, 12. Oh, wow. Why were, what the hell were you doing on ice? It's Canada. Oh, that's, that's true. They, that's they what do. We do. And play with the hockey ice. and and such yeah. there yes yeah it wasn't it wasn't hockey it was just a bunch of kids having fun and i went out too far on the ice and heard some crap that is that is scary my sister fell off a dock she slid off a dock um under some ice one time um and my my aunt caught her which is crazy because i mean a lot of people die that way and get stuck under the ice yeah um okay what is the best thing that's ever happened to you um, my life as it is right now is the best thing that's ever happened to me. So I'm, you know, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happily in love. I'm, I'm in a, you know, I'm in a great place mentally. I'm in a great place with my career, you know, becoming a comedian was the best thing I ever did. So, um, 
happiest I've ever been is today, this moment. Um, yeah. And, you know, more so tomorrow. I know it's a cheesy answer, but it's the truth. It's like, no, that's, you know, so there's, if you, if you had asked me that people. years ago, I would have, I would have found a time and place in my life where I was the happiest, but now it's like today. That's great because that means you're, you're present, you know? Yeah. And appreciate that. And there's very few people that could answer that that way. Um, and so you said you're in love. So I assume you have a partner. Yep. And um, he, she, I don't want to use the wrong, they, them. She. <laughs> Sorry. Not judging. But does she, um, How? what does she think about your, your career? She loves it. She's extremely supportive um and um she gets me you know which is important um you know my my need for a certain amount of accolades a certain amount of attention certain certain amount of of self-importance um she gets that and so she's she's very um um supportive with with my time supportive with you know everything from you know hey i gotta do a podcast at nine o'clock to uh you know sometimes they get recognized when we go out on our walks or whatever and you know she never rolls her eyes if i'm taking a selfie with somebody or whatever <laughs> uh, you know and, and and it's but but more more than that she gets she gets it right like she gets what i'm doing and that and that's important to me and doesn't belittle it doesn't make me feel like you know i'm on some uh, you know, she, I'm, she I'm chasing get offended some. By by your. Oh um, no no no! She, lo she loves the comedy. That's I mean, good. we ha we have a similar sense of humor, so we joke all the time about a lot of stuff. And you know, she's given me a lot of ideas. I feel like I've been that person too. <laughs> 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 um, but that's important. That one hundred percent to 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 have a partner, especially, you know, if it's something that is absolutely your passion and your dream, you know, to do, um, that supports that and doesn't, especially when it's something that's, um, sort of, you know, controversial and taboo and stuff. Um, it, and that's, that's why I'm single because I'm too taboo. You know, I might hex people and, and such, but no, I, I really don't I'm getting too old for that shit, but, um, there's, I gotta see There, there's another book I saw of yours. Um, read, you can read us another one while we're okay. I'm looking that up really quick. Right. I find them hilarious. Let's see what we have here. How about sweatshop kids make everything you own? Yes, that is so true. <laughs> sweatshop kids make everything you own. Sweatshop kids, sweatshop kids, sweatshop kids. Sweatshop kids make everything you own from Grand's frying pan to your new smartphone while you sleep quietly in your bed. A kid somewhere gets smacked in the head.
with the very same shirt that you now own, kids also pick coffee wherever it's grown. Kids work long hours and sleep on the floor. No time to play, no time to be sore. <laughs> A kid made your hoodie so soft and so cheap. Kids pick sugarcane for your favorite sweets. Kids mind the diamonds for all your bling bling sweatshop kids are there to make everything child labor is important now you can see to keep things cheap in a throwaway society sweatshop kids <laughs> so and this is absolutely terrible but i was at the zoo um you know like a month ago two months ago when when the um it was during the the world um i don't know the politically correct term for the day but it was it was like a child labor um day to celebrate awareness of, of <laughs> no child goods. child child labor awareness day okay. and everybody um, wear nike shoes for that <laughs> And I was I was at the zoo, and I so here was a double kind of negative. You know, they have um, in the rainforest part at our zoo here, they have all these products that are killing the rainforest. They all these major brands, you know, shampoos and and different food items and stuff that that we buy every day, and that are killing the rainforest. And you know displacing all of these gorillas and all this stuff which is horrible because i i absolutely love animals but aside from that then it went on to so so not only when you buy these things are you killing the rainforest and the gorillas but then it goes to a factory where they're made by children so then you're also you know making children's lives probably they, most of them are going to perish at a younger age and we could just bypass the shampoo and hire kids to kill gorillas who's going to cut down the rainforest i mean, I mean <laughs> the kids could do it after that's true well they could cut the kids could cut down the rainforest and kill the gorillas kind of and you know simultaneously set it on time. fire yeah <laughs> slash and burn and we could televise it so that we'd have some entertainment and then we wouldn't need um shampoo. But, so what i found fascinating is the only people that were paying attention to this like i'm a giant child so we're me and all these other kids around me were reading these uh in you know infographics yes that's what they're you know telling about the statistics of these things and the adults were completely just like, oh, come on, come on, kids. That's that's just nonsense. She's just, that's history, whatever. It, you know, they were just looking at the animals, like mocking the gorillas. Right. And I'm like, that's that's interesting, you know, because they're the ones. And, and it was only the kids paying attention, as it is in most cases. True. And uh, I thought that was interesting. But um if you go on there's it's like the u.s department of agriculture or whatever you can actually 
and and I was dumbfounded by this. You take this little quiz to see how many slaves you have hired or that you 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 don't hire them, but when you purchase all these products, you know, right. it tells you how many slaves you currently um have (laughs) employ i guess yes basically based this is an actual i'm gonna have to find this website it's an actual government website and it'll tell you do you buy you know whatever shoes or shampoo or um i don't know home decor what whatever it is johnson and johnson vaccines and then they just keep Yeah, but it but it adds up. I employed like eighty slaves from Central America or something. That was from. I try to be, and and I was like, no, because I actually pay attention to where things are made and try to be sustainable and all this, you know. But that just goes to show we don't know with outsourcing and resource whatever. And you ever wonder parents, if mold on bread worries about sustainability? I feel like we're just bold on the planet and we're like worried about sustainability, but we're you here know, to kill it. Our job is to kill it. And we don't even know it. That's a good question, actually. That's I really... think it's our job to kill the planet and we just don't even realize it. it could and we're be. all talk we're all talking about how guilty we are about it, we're, but really it's like, like why what we're if we're here. the catalyst? Yeah. We're here for yeah, that. That's our mission. And and yeah. it's taking us actually, I I mean, sometimes it takes us a long time because we grow a conscience. Right. And then other times we're just like, whoever I think created we just us. Loved, I think we just love to hate ourselves. And I think we love to blame ourselves for yeah. all the things. And I think, you know, I don't know. I, I, I feel like it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, no matter what we were doing, we'd be complaining that we were destroying the planet. Like, even if we were like the most sustainable, the most green, we'd right. still be complaining about, you know, you know, those solar, solar panels, you know, the, a lot of a lot of effort went into making those and it's destroying the planet well like, it, <laughs> it's <laughs> we would still complain about the you know the, and, and that's the, thing. the thing because i was reading about like um hydro fuel you know concepts and stuff why don't we have all this water why don't we use that for power and energy and and then they talked about the places that are doing that are killing something else and i'm like yeah there goes exactly. that theory and then the wind yeah. destroys the chi energy in the air and that kills birds and all this and i'm like well damned if we do damned if we don't like exactly (laughs) and then after elon musk bought twitter you know there's all these people that are like in third world countries are saying well why couldn't he use that for what was it like 400 million or 40 billion it's 40 billion yeah that's a lot more. But he than... didn't. He didn't go and he didn't dip into his savings account. He put together a group of investors to make that purchase. That group of investors is never going to say, "Oh yeah, let's take that money and go solve world hunger." Right. Like, you know, it's not. But that's it's not my like point. He, like he dipped into his checking account and wrote that check. Yeah. And and people are saying, "Well, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that with it?" But now that now that I'm older, I I think about you know instead of blaming everybody else for the situation I'm in or whatever. It's true when they say that's that's his reality. That's his choice, you know? That's his... Right. But, his okay, so you so, so whoever says that, go take half your net worth and yeah. donate it to a charity. If you're prepared to do that, yeah. which you're not, 
you're prepared to tell someone else who's got more zeros in their bank account than you what they should do with half their net worth, but you will never take half your net worth and give it up right. to somebody else. So shut your mouth and stop That's... telling someone else what to do with their money. Like it's, it's, you know <laughs> what I mean? It's like, it, it's so, and, and, you know, I'm not like one of those like a billionaire apologists or anything like that. Right. I mean, Jeff Bezos wrote a penis rocket into space. You know what I mean? Like they're all, they're all doing stupid shit with their money, but at the end of the day, it's their money that, you know, and if they want to buy another company with it, or if they want to put a bunch of investors together to buy a company, then like, go, go make your own money, go do your own thing. But, you know, I mean, so many people were saying Elon should, Elon should do this. Elon should do that. Like, leave the poor guy alone you know he's got he's got you know enough to deal with he doesn't oh, need every he doesn't need everybody telling him what to do with his money not that he's going to listen <laughs> and, and i agree that's that's the thing we um there was a lady uh, i don't even know who it was by it was it was um just a, a tiktok um video because tiktok does roll over into other you know instagram and facebook and everything yeah. now and and she was just saying how people ask her what her mission is on this planet and how she's contributing to the mission of the planet blah 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 she said well i create things that make me happy every day and they're like well who do you create them for she's like well myself i'm like well why because it brings joy to myself why are you working to towards helping others and and no just I create them for myself because it makes me happy every day and I want to live my life happy every day. Hashtag <laughs> narcissist. Right? But I'm like, that's actually ingenious because if everybody did that, then we'd all be happy and nobody would be hating on other people because they'd be worrying about them, their damn selves instead of everybody right. else. <laughs> we need a, we'd need a lot more drugs to pull that off. <laughs> there I'm just making myself happy place. with cocaine. Maybe that's why they were, you know, I have I have a magazine, like a Time Life magazine from the 60s or something where they advertise housewives that are happy because they did a lot of coke. Seems legit. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever looked at old advertisements from like 40s, 50s, 60s? All the time. They're hilarious. Yeah. So many people would be, all the people would be offended now. Oh, yeah. Every, I have everything. one. <laughs> I have one of uh, encouraging babies to shave. It says start them young. It's a razor commercial. Why not? Uh, I mean... <laughs> so where do you, you know, you said you have a huge inflated sense of ego. So where do you see yourself going? What's your next step in creating I Netflix guess. special? Um, I, I would, I would like to put together a children's television, like an adult kids show, like Mr. Rogers slash Sesame street for, adults. Oh, yeah. you know, where it's kind of like, it's kind of like comedy slash ASMR slash just like, you know, like, like, like a cure for anxiety for 30 minutes with, with my deep buttery voice and, and just like <laughs> 22 minutes of pure weirdness. Um, and you know, like puppets and songs, 
and but weird like a messed you know? up jim henson yeah um you know i i feel like there's i feel like there's a there's a there's I think there's a I think there's a whole category of programming yet to be invented. And I think it's I, I think I think there are a lot of people who are high at any given moment. And I don't mean just like, you know, if someone who smoked a joint and got high or someone who's drunk or someone who's, you know, done a couple lines off someone's butt or whatever. I'm talking about like people who are high on opiates, people who are high on you know, antidepressants, people are high on anti-anxiety medication and, you know, or ADHD meds, you know, Vyvanse, one of these other drugs. Right. And I think there's like a whole category of programming yet to be made for people who are just slightly buzzing and they just want, <laughs> they just want the TV to take over. They don't want, they don't want to think they don't want to flip through a million thumbnails on Netflix. They just want to be taken on a journey and they want it to be weird and they want it to be oddly satisfying. They want it to be calming and, and maybe they want it to take them to a place where they're more relaxed and they, and they want to completely forget about their troubles for the day. And when I was six years old, that was Mr. Rogers neighborhood for me, you know, and, and I was oh my I, goodness. You know, like, I love that show when I was a kid. And I feel like that kind of like it's entertainment, but it's also like, of course, they made it to educate kids, they, but they also made it just to calm you down. Like it was just like, OK, we're going to put on Mr. Rogers and we're going to come back and you're not going to be so hyper. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, here's here's a full can <laughs> of Coke. <laughs> Sit down and watch Mr. Rogers and you're going to be less hyper than when you started even with the full can of Coke. And somehow that's what, that's what he did. He made me feel like um, safe and calm and um, like everything was going to be okay. And everything was in control. Yeah. And, and it wasn't so serious all the time. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, there are people opening their mail right now that are totally stressed out and they just, you know, they just want to pop some kind of, you know, molly whatever it is they're taking and just turn on something that totally takes them to a, a weird place that's like you know i don't know if i'm gonna laugh or if i'm just gonna be entertained or if i'm gonna fall asleep you know but i don't know i feel like there's like a whole category of programming for high people well not just high people just um like i don't watch um normal tv i don't watch the news i don't because it's just so i don't I don't know. I don't, I don't like neg negativity in that manner. And I, I don't like, uh, like fake stuff, you know, right? Or, right. or politics or anything like that. Right. And so I find myself watching like old Saturday night live skits or, um, like, uh, you know, the animal voiceovers. I think those are hilarious. The offensive animal voiceovers. Yeah. That's extremely funny. But did you ever watch Bert and Ernie's <laughs> all the all the different connotations of Bert and Ernie's Adventure Time? No, I haven't seen that. <laughs> but it sounds I awesome. I was pulling up like their theme song. I'm like, I don't. I think my son, when he was little, had it. You know, it was on. I put it on TV for him, and it was like, 
when these bedposts start knocking, that's when the adventure begins. And I'm like, and you know, like Bert or Ernie or whatever jumps in bed with the other one and they say, we're going to go on a, an adventure or whatever. And I'm like, this, what is happening on the TV? And I start paying. <laughs> took off jet, a ride we won't forget. There's so many, so many. I'm like, do people, they're, you know, the writers of that are purposely doing that for, it's for the parents who th like clean, like me, who was like cleaning or something in the background uh, about to pull my hair out and overheard it and was like, ah, you know, it's kind of like, like Shrek movies and stuff where you right. have the, with the double the humor. Double, yeah. yeah the the two layers. Videos. Yeah. <laughs> And I appreciate as a parent those things because that is my escape. So, yes, I think there's a huge market for it. We live um, in a world where billions of people watch soap cutting videos. Yeah. You know, yeah. like there's a, like there are soap cutting videos on YouTube with a billion views. And you know, what's ironic to me. Um, and it didn't occur to me until I was living in a house during the pandemic. I started making soap. And I lived next to an abandoned church who had like a fight club meetup once. <laughs> and so one of my friends that came to see me is like, um, referenced fight club. He's like, you, you know, what, what do you like in fight club? I'm like, we don't, we don't talk about that, but That's right. we don't talk about bum fights at the church. Right. <laughs> it's hobo fight club. <laughs> Oh my God, it's so funny. Another synchronicity. You see, they just found dead bodies in an abandoned church near me. <laughs> they were homeless people. Anyways, they uh, most people don't realize the soap thing and the 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 lie in the the Fight Club reference. You know, in the movie, yeah. Um, it was they were stealing fat from a yeah from well, a like a liposuction. yeah it was a plastic surgeon it was and he was like i'm stealing the fat from the from these these rich ladies and selling yes. it back to them as premium soap yes yeah to wash their face with yeah yeah most people don't don't even realize what that means like don't even learn the whole way to make soap and <laughs> and and the double i find things like that when i when i have that like aha aha moment I'm like, that's, that's great. I, and then I really appreciate the marketing or even like, you know, the, these uh, different movies and stuff, but another one, um, garbage pill kids. Did you ever collect garbage those? Pill kids. Yeah. Loved it. Yes. Loved it. I feel like my mom bought me some garbage pill magnets a few years ago, but other than that, I can't find, um, some of those were brutal and we would always trade them, you know, with other yeah. kids, see who had like the most gory, offensive. I, I, I want stuff like that to come back because that was, and our parents bought them for us. They're like, Oh yeah. You know, you yeah. Trade these with your friends. And it was like cabbage. Was it cabbage patch? Yeah. It was dolls, cabbage patch basically. kids. Yeah. 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 It was a knockoff, but it was yeah. like the gross, the gross version. <laughs> And it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. And they were drawn in high detail in that mad magazine style, you know, with the with the just the boils and the grossness. And yeah, it was good. Oh, they'd have like severed hands and heads and entrails coming out and all kinds of things. It was yeah. they were very um and they all had a different name, which was like really creative name that was great. 
Um, But I feel like, you know, if I hosted a slumber party and handed those out as a prize or something, like I might be sued nowadays by someone. Uh, I don't know who you're inviting (laughs) to your slumber party, but your friends sound very litigious. (laughs) I don't, I don't have friends that would sue me. Well, not my friends, but I, but I'm saying if I hosted like, you know, handing out those cards to kids nowadays, I feel like their parents would be offended more. So I don't know. I, I read dead babies so books kids. to kids, and they're you know same the similar kind of nastiness and gore. That's true. That's true. I've actually considered bring releasing them as like a card set or maybe like a game of something some kind yes. of thing. Yes, yeah. that you definitely you need trading cards. Yes, yeah. everybody loves dead babies. And, um, oh my gosh, what was the, the, uh, the dirty uncle ones. I don't know oh yeah. Yeah. Yours. Don't bathe with uncle Joe. Do you have that one? Yeah. That's funny because Joe is our producer. So. Is Joe your producer? <laughs> he is. All right. <laughs> All right we're going to do don't bathe with uncle Joe. Uncle Joe got fired at work, he said, because his boss is a jerk. Uncle Joe has allegations. Mom and dad have reservations. Uncle Joe is staying here. Uncle Joe might offer you beer. Careful not to take a sip. Roofies are what he might slip. Uncle Joe likes having baths. Uncle Joe might touch your ass. Keep your distance from his hands, even when he makes demands. When in doubt, you can just say no and never bathe with Uncle Joe. (laughs) Don't bathe with Uncle Joe. Do you think schools are going to allow your books in their libraries? Um, Probably not. (laughs) But, you know, there's this concept of reverse shoplifting, which I always loved. Right, where you can just go into a library and place your book on the shelf, or you go to a <laughs> store and place your book on the shelf. Um, I've actually considered doing that as like a YouTube stunt where I go into a bookstore and I put my books in the children's section and I watch the parents in horror, you know, heading over to the section and being like, What is this? What is go what is this? Sex offenders. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's always interesting. Have you ever been to um Japan? No. So <laughs> I went there. I studied there when I was, oh gosh, 18, no, 19, 20. Um, and it's so interesting how compared to the U.S., you know, they were selling 40s of beer and, uh, you know, you could buy a fifth of vodka out of a vending machine and um, cigarettes and everything else. It, it, but the vending machines closed, shut off at 11 p.m. Just to deter kids from buying them after 11. Oh. 
not not because they didn't want them drinking or smoking, but because they that was past their bedtime to wake up. You know, they had like twelve hour school days. So, um, but we would see. That's the first time I learned. We would be in like like a doctor's office or or a business office, and they would have comics you know, laid out just, you know, on the waiting room table or whatever, like even there'd be kids and, and such. And I'm flipping through one and there's this like anime porn in the middle. Sure. Yeah. And the kid next to me is like looking at the same thing. The parents don't care, you know, it's, it, but it's all, they don't make a big deal out of it. Right. You know, sex and drugs and alcohol and all of that is since it's not illegal from the time they're you know, up until they're 18 or 21 or whatever, it's not that big of a deal. It's not that exciting to them. So sure. It's no um, different than Lego. (laughs) Here's some Molly bricks for you to play with kids. (laughs) But you can't like they had um, in parts of Tokyo, they, they had shops that were like jewelry stores. Basically you could go buy different types like acid and, and shrooms and stuff in cases. And you, you know, it was a, or you just pass all these windows with women um, dancing in them that, you know, you could go rent by the hour or whatever. And, but it was so different, you know, to an American where all of these things are so terrible um and taboo and everything else you know it is it is kind of a culture shock yet me having tattoos to them was was very very taboo you know they're like oh my goodness you're you're one of the like you're owned by the the japanese mob and all these different you know right (laughs) my life (laughs) but um but it's interesting how how different. So I wonder. Another thing were were translations they would make fun of. Like I got this shirt, um, that had cartoons and stuff on it, and it said "Anorexia We Style." And at the time, I was like, "That's great! I'm gonna go wear that around the sorority girls in the U.S." You know, yeah. And things like that there weren't weren't offensive so i'm assuming your books as far as as being popular have you do you have a way to uh like statistics on on what countries or where they're they're purchased or things like have you ever yeah the us and canada are my 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 biggest markets really japan is i sell in japan and my books are available in japan but they don't I probably sell one book a week in Japan. Huh. That's interesting. Maybe you like a translation. Yeah. I'm not going to go there. (laughs) (laughs) People keep coming to me and they're like, oh, I want to translate your books into this. I want to. It's like, you know what? It's so hard to do that for me. I'm a one person operation right now. It's just so hard to do that, you know? Um, and I feel like it, it's, it's something that comes with, you know, a being a being bigger, being closer to where I believe I should be, you know, which is, which is, you know, some type of, of bigger publishing deal and worldwide distribution with, with bookstores and translations and all that kind of stuff done properly. 
but I don't want to do it with some guy in Germany who just wants to make my books German. You know what I mean? Like, right. I right. don't know what that's going to look like. And now I'm going to split my royalties with you. No, I'm not interested. Yeah. I, you, know, you have to be really careful with nowadays people. Yeah. It's such a big thing, especially with publishing. You know, you hear about so many independent or, or people getting screwed out of all kinds of stuff when they, yeah. <laughs> they trust these other companies. It is yeah. difficult. Yeah. Well, I hope that, um, yeah, we have listeners from all like Timbuktu and places that uh, I don't, you know, people don't even know exist. So, so hopefully, like Sudbury, Ontario. <laughs> I think it was a cab company. Occasionally, people have. When I got this new, it hasn't happened in a long time. But when I when I first got this number, people called me like in the middle of the night and asked me to give them a ride somewhere, and I'm like, um. I should start like back then. I was like, I should just start telling them I'll be there in about ten minutes. You know. Yeah, you got to mess with people when they when they when they mess up your number. <laughs> I love that. What <laughs> if they're in a dangerous neighborhood? So. They just stand there waiting. Forever. Sure. Wait inside. It's tragic. The cab's not coming if you live in a dangerous neighborhood. You know, you already know that. Yes, I the, do know that. The police aren't coming and the cabs aren't coming. You might get a creepy Uber driver, but but you're not getting not getting a cab. Getting a thirsty Uber driver. <laughs> Probably won't even get a bus for that matter. So that's right. <laughs> All right, Brad. Do you have one one more book? Sure. Yeah, we'll do one more. Uh, well, we probably have, do... depending on how long they are, we probably have time for two more. Let's do dead babies. All right. All right. Real quick, do you do the illustrations also? No, I don't. I have a, I have two full-time cartoonists who work for me. Oh, wow. Um, and they don't want me to name them because they're religious. <laughs> and so, because I'd be happy to share the spotlight. I'd be like, hey, you know, I'll put you down as <laughs> illustrator, and, you know, co-author in the book, whatever. And they're like, nope, just pay us. You know, we don't want our parents to know. <laughs> because flesh-eating fish picked this girl clean. A house cat murdered little Nadine. Henry suffocated inside a jar. Quinn was killed by burning hot tar. Logan set himself ablaze. Ninja stars took the life of baby Jade. Benjamin was stabbed by a pitchfork. Harper was stabbed with a lit torch. An owl clawed Liam until he was dead. Don't ask me how Sophia lost her head. Quinn was killed by two jellyfish. Jack choked on a big candlestick. Jen was frozen into a block of ice. Emily got forked right in the eye. <laughs> Amelia was penetrated by a goat horn. Acid killed Jaden right after being born. Evelyn was killed with a nail bat. A flower pot crushed the head of Ayat. Jimmy was killed by a porcupine. A fish took the life from Madeline. Dead babies. Oh my gosh, a fish. It's a terrible death. The, ch the choking <laughs> on the fish? Terrible, terrible death. The whole fish? <laughs> Who were who were some of your your greatest I guess idols growing up or even now? 
Growing up, I was a big fan of um, Henry Rollins, who did like spoken word tours, which I thought was the coolest thing ever. Like the fact that he could just go to these places and talk for an hour and get paid. I thought that was so cool. Um, um, a lot of like punk rock kind of bands and um, um, Hunter S. Thompson. I was a big fan of him growing up. I read a, I read a lot of his books when I was young. Um um and, and and a lot of like really weird like you know um uh, like the dead kennedys um you know um I'm trying to think of other 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 music that i listened to but it, it was a lot of like like i almost look at my books as like uh, like a punk rock song in a children's book you know and um so I, you know, I was always fascinated by by punk rock and by the people behind it and the and the sort of you know political leanings of these people and 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 um, the 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 things that the, the alternative things they had to say that nobody else was saying, and I always thought it was so cool. Um, so that's um, that was a big influence growing up. Do you have any? Do you have siblings? No, only child. That's where the self importance bet- comes from. Right. I was going to say, I was just going to say that. I was going to say yeah. all the psychologists out there are going to be like, oh. Yep. 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 Check. Yep. <laughs> Only child syndrome right here. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and you grew up, you grew up in Canada? Yep. Yep. I, uh, I've, I've pretty much lived within a, within an hour of where I am right now my whole life. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. No, I'm cool with That's... it. I like it. I like it. I've traveled the world, but I've just, you know, I've never... I've never moved very far. Um, I when I came to Kansas, there's a, there's people here. I remember, um, you know, some of the first people I met were in their 90s and had not been past the 30 mile radius um, in their entire lives. Yep. And um, that was that was interesting to me, you know, because I I had been a lot of places by then. I was only like twelve or thirteen, and I'm like, wow, there's an entire world out there, you know, that that people don't realize, and um, and then, but but everybody has the same problems everywhere you go. The same, in the same street name, same, you know, everything looks the same, and um, even somebody was criticizing like the the child labor here in Kansas. You know, I live in Oz. And, um, I was like, but wait a minute. And, and there's a lot of very small towns here and very religious towns and and such. Um, and talking about how other countries have, have child labor and all this. And I'm like, coming from a state where you can get a driving permit when you're 14 and where a lot of the schools have extra, um, vacation days and such out of school in the fall. So the farm kids could go harvest for, you know, like 16 hours a day. I'm like, what? What is this hypocrisy? You know, but it's <laughs> so it's humorous. I find that. Um, so it's, it's everywhere. It's anywhere. It's, um, it's interesting. You know, once you get older and you start seeing it, um, like wow we're very naive sure as a are. society yeah we think we're perfect and then yes someone comes and pokes holes in what's going on around yeah. us and we're like what i didn't notice that yep 
And and it's the same, like you said, that that well, like in Fight Club, where where he was selling that that soap, that luxury soap, back to women, um, these rich women, and and yeah, we know these problems exist, and we know yet we still keep doing it. It's like it's like sight unseen, you know. Um, that that's the mouse thing that I talked about. I was like, you know, I don't like killing things, so I bought one of those traps that. Um, like it goes in and it spins and kills it or whatever, but you don't have to see it. Right. And I reference that to people like, it's okay. You know, these things are happening. Like I didn't do it. It made me feel like I wasn't responsible. Of course I was responsible. I set the trap. Sure you did. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But, but I didn't have to see it. Right. You know, so, so it's, it's okay because Schrodinger's mouse. Right. Right. It's like... <laughs> So once I started, changed my perspective and started thinking about these things, and I even, you know, I, I got this, I had adopted this cat who ended up being afraid of mice, terrified of mice. Um, like he ran from it and looked at me like, you, you know, save me from this, this wretched beast. And so then I bought the trap and, um, I, but the same thing, I got the cat, like thinking it would be more organic to kill it that way. That is it, but I'm still killing it. Right. <laughs> it's not more organic. It's more brutal. Right. Your cat's just going to mess with that mouse for hours before it dies. <laughs> but then he was afraid of him. So he didn't even, I'm so, like, yeah. I got a broken cat. And then, yeah. uh, and then I got another one that was, that was wild. And, um, she ended up being a savage. And yeah. <laughs> She'll kill anything that moves. And so it was this whole, I'm like, when you relate things like that in a funny way to, to people, it's, well, first of all, it's 100% true, but then it makes you start thinking about these things, just like your books, you know, you're like, wow, yeah, we, we overlook those things all the time. All the time. All the time. Yeah. I hear. For for me, it's like, you know, I'm not. I'm not doing like a lot of people think I'm doing it to shine a light on it or I'm doing it to like make it a thing. Right. Or um you know I'm 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 just, I'm trying to influence your your next vote. <laughs> you know, and they get <laughs> and people um you know Americans especially, right? Politics is religion in America. It's not like yeah. that. It's not like that here. Um you're born into your party and you you know what I mean? Like it's not like that where where I am in Canada. Um but you know, that's not my goal. My goal is to make you laugh at the absurd. And the absurd is sometimes the stuff that's happening under your nose that you don't want to notice or you don't want to see or, or, or the stuff that you don't want to talk about. Um, but it's, it's what's happening. Right. Mm -hmm. So, but, but my only goal is to make you laugh. I have zero interest in, in shifting your political whatever's you know, I don't want you to do any, do anything differently because of me. I want you to, the only thing I want you to do differently is go to Amazon and buy a book. Um, you know, I'm not interested in, in, in changing who you are or what your parents taught you or what you think about people of other colors of skin. None of it. I don't care about it. Um, I, if I make you laugh, I met my, I met my quota. I think, and and I think that's amazing because, um, but then again, I don't think, well, I don't know. I I, I think that you've, 
probably changed a lot of people's opinions of or perspective of dark humor in comedy you know because because it does make them laugh it probably makes people laugh that didn't expect to laugh i've seen those those things those videos you do too yeah um where you try to make people laugh and um that say you know that think they won't or whatever yep and and there's something to that because these people who are so passionate about some whatever you know yeah have you ever tried going up to like uh like picketers or something we we have a lot of those here in the u.s so (laughs) for every occasion there's 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 a picket somewhere I'm not a street comedian. Um, you know, I, I I don't think you'll ever see me doing any man on the street kind of stuff. I don't really have um, the 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 courage is maybe that's the right word to like stand on the street and do my thing. Well, um, you know, it's so easy. I mean, and and you know, I'm I'm. It's so easy to get punched in the face now. You know, and have you ever I, been punched in the face for? Your yeah, I've definitely comedy? been pu- not for my comedy, no. But oh. I have, you know, but I mean, I have been punched in the face in my life, and I know I don't like it, and I don't want it to happen again. Um, and I feel like confronting picketers is a is a recipe for getting punched in the face. So for me, that's a no thanks. Um, I like to be behind my screen. I I do like to be on stage, but I would not want to confront an angry mob of people with signs. Um, I would not want to, you know, uh, shock people with weirdness on the street. I see a lot of people doing that. It's I, it's very entertaining. I love to watch it. Seems um, dangerous, though. It yeah, it, do, it seems dangerous, and I'm just not. I'm not a. I don't really want to set myself up for violence or set myself up for some type. I mean, we live in a strange world now, right? I yeah, mean, it's so absolutely. easy to. It's so easy people to get are shot very easily. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not a. I'm not a man on the street comic. I'm a. I'm a. You know, like I always call myself a sit down comedian. I'm in my basement, you know, I'm sitting down. Sometimes I'm standing, but you know what I mean? It's like there, there's, um, I don't know. I, there's a, there's a, I can, I can confront strangers with a webcam and there's, there's zero violence potential. Absolutely. Um, and it, and it, it, you know, makes me feel safe when I'm doing it and it, and I can still be effective, but the, the unpredictable nature of having to bring a camera person confront a stranger, you know, and try to, and try to make them laugh or try to get them to do, you know, when they think they don't know what my motive is, they get, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's just, it's, 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 it's too unpredictable. I, well, I would agree. People are crazy. Even if you're not doing anything to them, (laughs) they're unpredictable. Um, Gosh, I had another good question for you. Um, As far as I know, you do. Um, I I'm not familiar with this, so so I it starts with a Q. It's like the random call in something. Oh, Omega. Yes. Called, oh, yeah. Q, it's not a Q. It's an Q. It's called <laughs> QAnonChat.com. <laughs> do you? Um, I've never used that until you know I I was looking at some of your videos, but. Um, I, I assume you meet tons of people who um, are both for and against, um, you know, dark humor. So your experiences on that, what 
I, I guess what's the variety of people that you come across? Um, there aren't very many people on there that are, that get offended because I feel like, you know, if you go, I mean, look, it's the internet, right? If you go, right. if you go onto any unmoderated website where there's going to be random webcam matching, you're Ooh, going to yeah. see a lot of dick, right? So there's, there's so much to offend you that I am, I am the, the break from the weirdness when you're on Omegle. Right. There's so many oh, like there's yeah. so many naked people on there. Really? Just you know, and and it and it and it's sad because a lot of minors go on that website. So people give me a hard time. They're like, you're on you're on a website expose exposing minors to adult topics. And it's like, if you saw the fat guy masturbating <laughs> that they saw just before me, <laughs> you would not be concerned with what I was exposing them right? to. Right. And, you know these these you know these are 16 year old 13 year old kids sometimes younger i've seen you know 7 8 year old kids on that website i didn't even and, know it exists like i didn't even know that website existed until yeah. it's a chat roulette right it's like you just you you don't you click escape on your computer and you have a new a new friend to talk to huh. every time and there's there's you know right now there's probably 60,000 people on that website wow and so you're going to you're never going to match the same person in a night you know what i mean it's it's that incredibly busy and uh but it's packed with um you know i mean here's the way i look at it if you're naked on that website and you know children are going to randomly match with you you're already a pedophile yes um and you know i'm on there telling jokes and obviously if you're if you're really young i'm not gonna i'm not gonna share my jokes with you but if you're a teenager you know i will i will stop and talk to you and they will constantly tell me this is the best interaction I've had on this app all night. This is the best thing to happen to me tonight. You know, uh, I was almost, I was almost ready to give up on this, on this site. And then I found you, I make them laugh. I, I, I give them a couple of minute break from the, from the ridiculous yeah. that they're dealing with. And a lot of the time it's, it's, it's bullies, right? Like I come across yes. a lot of bullies. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Like most of the ones I saw, it, it, it's an interesting interaction because initially they come off with with direct, you know, hits to you, like yep. talking about like old man, this, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then it's in it's such an interesting um to watch you turn it around, you know, the interaction to a positive one by the end of your um conversation with them. It's where the empathy comes in because when I was 16 years old if i had omegle and i saw me i would say all the same things to an adult yeah of course i'd be like what are you doing on here old man you yeah. know i'd be the same way and um so i don't fault them for that and i know i can turn them around some of them some of them i can't some of them just skip me and they move on you know they're like ew you know or whatever and they move yeah. on and that's fine too um but a lot of the time what happens is someone will skip me They'll be grossed out. And they'll say, oh, you know, and they'll skip me. And then somehow they'll find out later mm -hmm. who, who I am. And then they see me like two months later and they're like, oh, my God, I skipped you two months ago. I'm so sorry. And like the kids will bully you until you make them laugh or until they find out you have a million followers and then they turn into a completely different person. Right. They, <laughs> they value that. 
So if someone finds out you have a lot of followers, they will instantly, like I've had, I had this girl one time that was bullying me and I was live on YouTube and I was just letting her, like, I was just letting her do it. And I was kind of just waiting for her to run out of steam, almost like a boxer waits for someone to stop hitting them, you know, or to stop, like to run out of energy from punching. And um, she, she somehow figured out that I was live on YouTube and she Googled me and she went on TikTok. She saw how many followers I had. And she, as soon as she, she looked at her phone and she looked up and all she, all of a sudden she went from this evil bitch. She was being so mean to me saying all these horrible things to being the nicest person. And, you know, it's, it's just funny how people value these metrics now more than ever. Yes. And, you know, they, they look at you differently when you can either a make them laugh or b um, make them think you're more famous than them. You know, it's interesting. My daughter, who's she's nine, but she categorizes people now that I interact with in, in real life, in public. You know, I'll be walking down the street, running into somebody I know or whatever, or or maybe it's just an acquaintance. And she'll be like, are they a super fan? And I'm like, what? What's a super fan? Well, you know, like somebody that you know really well, but but they take, they really, really like you. And I'm like, is this how you categorize your friend? <laughs> probably and it and it is because that's their generation you know yeah. but it's just funny to me i'm like what's, what's a super are they just a regular fan i'm like what is that no it's an actual friend right yes i'm like you kids should try this sometimes yeah <laughs> but then on the other side of it i have heard my my son occasionally plays um like xbox or whatever like and there's like game rooms I hear adults bullying kids, you yep. know, they'll be like, they'll, they'll be talking about his glasses or something. Like, I'm like, are you serious? Like, well, they bully us. They, they bully us too. The kids bully the adults on those game. Channels, oh, I'm, so. oh, I'm sure. Yeah. But, but that's what I'm saying. Like adults know better, you right. know, here's, here's, uh, I'll ask him. I'm like, how old is that guy? He's like, oh, I don't know, like 50 something. I'm like, what? And he's like, bully. <laughs> these kids yeah. that are even younger you know i do it i bully kids on on game chat for sure yeah it's the culture like, it's the culture of the it? game chat you're gonna play call of duty there's bullying huh and it's just you know what i mean like it's it's just how it's gonna be so my son's been wanting me to play those games with him and i'm like you know i'm gonna do a social experiment one of these days is like a you know over 40 mom learning how to play whatever and see how these kids interact with me. The same. They're, they're, they're going to bully you just as, and it's going to be, it's going to be. But do you think some would help me? No. 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 That's it's, terrible. It's, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be the biggest me too moment of your life. We'll be go, <laughs> going on call of duty to chat with 13 year old boys <laughs> with a female voice be prepared for the most rampant sexual harassment you have ever experienced in your entire life. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be a bloodbath. Hmm. Even if I tell them I've never played before, they don't care. Well, the, here's the thing. When Are they going to help me learn how to play? No. Oh, well, maybe somebody will, maybe That's somebody rude. will, but usually you hear a girl's voice in the chat and you hear a bunch of dudes saying, you know, things about her huh. vagina that's terrible that's 
That's the internet. Somebody just wants to go on and like learn how to play. Yeah, I'm gonna go live one time and and try this. You should do it. Just do I'll it. be like the, I'll, I'll come up with some some name. I'll be like the. I'm sure there's like gaming mom or some. There's soccer milf twenty six. <laughs> That's gonna be—you all heard it. That's gonna be my new, uh, my new Xbox. Is it like? Do they have it like avatars or I don't know what they yeah, are. They got all that stuff. Either. Yeah, yeah. Well, Brad, it has been a pleasure. I can't believe we we chatted for two hours. Tell everyone where they can find you, find your information. Just Google me, Brad Goss, G O S S E. Easy to find. I'm on the Google. On the Google, and you yeah. can find his books on Amazon. That's right. Barnes and Noble. Yep. Walmart.com. Walmart, even. Walmart.com. You're, Walmart, you're, Walmart, you're Walmart famous. I'm waiting for Walmart to ban me. And I'm gonna <laughs> like I they I, sell everything now. If anybody's listening to this that wants to do this for me, this would make this would be this this would make a this would be a wish for me to come true. I would love it for someone to order like cucumber Curtis can't come to dinner or like race wars <laughs> or something else on Walmart.com. And then like an old person and then call the news, your local news, you know, whatever it is, you know, uh, NBC on your side or whatever it is, call them and say, I can't believe this. I just went to Walmart and I bought a children's book and it's about, you know, critical race theory or whatever. Right. And like, turn it into a thing for me. Like, give me some free publicity <laughs> because I want Walmart to ban my books. There was a, there was a, um, there was a cactus, a, a cactus in a, in a pot that danced. That you that you could it, it you play you turn it on it would play some yes, music. Yes, I've seen that. Yeah, and, and it was and it and there there was one that Walmart was selling, and it was singing a German it, it was singing a German rap song about cocaine, and oh. some German lady bought it and she recognized the words of the song and she was outraged and she called Walmart and was on the news and it, it got all this national coverage and then this cactus was like sold out everywhere. Oh, I'm sure because everybody wanted the cocaine sniffing cactus, right? And and so I'd love to have that happen to me at some point. <laughs> so I'm cool with getting banned from Walmart if anybody's down. Yes, for... give lots of lots of review offensive reviews. Yeah. Well, Brad, it has been a pleasure. Thank you so Thanks, much Trish. for joining me and and accepting my my weird awkward invite. <laughs> so... I love weird awkward invites. They're the best <laughs> invites. I will post um all of his links are in my group or um on all of our sites and it has been a pleasure everyone thank you for listening again and join us next week so we're back i don't have like a, a quirky end thing so